Hi, and welcome back to Home Stretch, the Daily Utah Chronicle sports podcast. My name is Stevie, and I'll be your host. Today, sports writer and podcast host Kyle Garrison will be joining us to give his thoughts on the recent men's basketball games. Hi, Kyle, and welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Stevie. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So after watching the recent games, such as the UCLA game and the Stanford game, do you think the Utes were nervous going to these games after two losses in a row? So, I mean, Utah's been playing really, really, really solid um, at home this year, in my opinion. I think they, uh, they're undefeated, actually. And the road uh, losses that we've had have been, have been pretty brutal. One against Arizona State and one against Arizona in the past couple weeks. And then, obviously, we had Stanford that we lost. I think going in, the guys had a little bit of nerves, but more at the sense of urgency instead of nerves, just because we came out, we looked a little flat, but coming out of that second half locker room, we just absolutely put the pedal to the metal and it seemed like nobody in the country could stop us at that point. Um, I know Craig Smith, he really wants to make the tournament. I know Utah State this year is doing well and that's the team he used to coach. And I know he wants to, he wants to show the rest of the country that he, he's got a program that can compete with anybody in the country. So losing to games to teams uh, on the road, like Arizona State and Stanford, who have been inferior to Utah all year, is a really tough pill to swallow for Craig. So I know that coming into this game against UCLA, he had, his, he had the guys ready, and a new practice was not easy these past couple of days. So I just think that, you know, Craig wants to turn this program around, and, and in order to do that, you gotta win on the road, so. During the game, what were you impressed with seeing during the offensive defense going into halftime? So going into the halftime, we were only up 33 to 23, I believe it was. And we, we kind of came out lackluster. It didn't seem like the guys really were fully into the game. We were we held the Bruins to 34% shooting in the first half, which is great because, I mean, in college basketball, it really comes down to shooting percentages because the turnover battle is a lot different than what it is in the NBA. So. Being able to hold them to 34%, we I think we were around like 38%, but you know we only had a 10-point lead. So I didn't see anything particular in the first half that uh, you know made me made me think one way or the other about you know if this team has turned it around or not. Um, but I did see that defense come out and play some really good ball pressure. Uh, our big guys' length down low was just so hard for them to contend with. Um, and I definitely was impressed with just how we came out, even though we weren't shooting the ball well, we were playing really hard, playing good defense, getting in transition and making it hard for the UCLA guards. And during the UCLA game, what players stood out to you the most? So one guy that he stood out to me all year, um, he has just, you know, played his role perfectly is uh, Keba Keda. He comes in, Every game off the bench this year, he's came off the bench and he plays so hard and with so much energy. He came out, he had uh, ended up with 14 points, which um, was the tide for the leading scorer on the team in the game. Uh, he came out, he had some monstrous dr dunks that got the Huntsman crowd absolutely fired up. Um, and <clears throat> he just brings some energy that you don't see from a lot of guys in college basketball. And he looks like a man out there. He is just, he's strong, he's athletic. Uh, it's just really hard for some smaller um, smaller forwards to, to to guard him just because, you know, we play a lot of lineups with Brandon Carlson and Keba at the same time. So you got to you got to pick your poison. Are you going to throw a skinnier seven footer on, uh, on Keba or are you going to throw a six nine power forward? And regardless of who you throw on him, it, it's it's impossible to stop him. His offensive rebound and ability, his length is just so good. Um, 
And then I really liked the balanced scoring attack that we had. There was a lot of guys that got involved. Uh, we had a lot of double-figure scorers, including Gabe Madsen, Brendan Carlson, Cole Bejma, Kaba Keda, um, just to name a few. And so the balanced scoring really helps us because <clears throat> we're not a team that's going to come out and just dominate you with one guy. And speaking of scoring, the youth during the UCLA game shot 50 from the field and 40% from beyond the arc. However, during Stanford, they couldn't quite keep up these results. Do you think that the youths can bring, you know, kind of consistency going in to the next few games they have? Yeah, I think they can. Uh, Rowley Worcester didn't play against Stanford, and I really think that hurt us. Um, uh, Davon Smith, uh, just want to shout him out for against Stanford. He did have a triple-double, which is just the fifth in Utah Utes men's basketball uh, history. Unfortunately, we couldn't come away with the win <clears throat> in his historic night, but uh, I just think that utilizing those two guards, Riley Worcester has been great all year. Devon Smith coming off injury the past couple games has also been great. And they're both just great playmakers, great ball handlers. They don't turn the ball over. And just being able to utilize those guys, help let them kind of have control of the offense, let them kind of make their own plays um, is, is going to be really huge for, for Coach Smith in this offense. Um, and then just finding open shooters consistently. We got guys all over the floor that can shoot. Um, we might honestly be the best three-point shooting team in, in Pac-12, but uh, you never know, really, because, I mean, it's, it's college basketball, so any given night. But we, when we go out every single game, we look like the best three-point shooting team on the floor, um, and that has continued throughout this entire year. And I just think that being able to let Riley Worcester and Davon Smith control that offense, find those guys, is going to continue to help us uh, down the stretch and on the road because, we, you know, we need to win some road games for sure. So when the, when the Utes went on the road and lost to the Cardinals 73-79, they obviously didn't have that crowd, that energy that they've been having at home. Um, what do you think besides this and keeping that energy consistent, what do you think the Utes could do differently or how could they get back on a winning streak? <clears throat> yeah, so in my opinion, there's, there's only one thing that's really hurt us on the road, and that's free throw shooting, which is such a tedious small part. Um, of the game, but it's so important. Um, and we went four for 12 from free throw against uh, Stanford and ended up losing by six. So, you know, that's eight points right there that you're, you're, that you're just missing at the line. Um, our shooting percentages and turnovers are all, all the same as they are at home, but our free throw shooting was just, has just been really struggling on the road. And I just think, you know, I mean, that's just mental toughness, being able to shoot free throws under pressure when there's fans screaming at you. Um, and it's hard for college basketball players to do. I'm not saying it's easy. I couldn't go out there and do it, but I know it's it's just something that Craig Smith's got to be really frustrated with. Um, and I just think that once if we can clean that up, there's a lot of those road games that we've kind of let slip away at the end that we could that we could you know come back and, and make a comeback, um, especially in the Stanford game being as close as it was. So sure enough, the free throw percentage, and again, like I said earlier, kind of letting our our guards control the offense and um, just being calm under pressure out there is going to be huge because it seems like on the road we seem a little bit flustered um, and if we can kind of clean that up there's a lot of road games left that we that we can win for sure and kind of speaking of specific players like I know we've been talking about like what the youth seem to do better they have been doing great this year they've been doing a lot better than previous years um, currently we have Brandon Carlson moved his career total of blocks to 212 and is now just eight blocks away from breaking the school record how do you think this type of talent is helping our team this year and is pushing us up the rankings? Yeah, so I've preached it all year long. This this uh, 
front court length that we have is so hard for teams to contend with. Having two seven footers and then Keba Keda coming off the bench, who's I think sitting around like six ten, but he plays like he's seven three. It's really, really hard to contend with. And then you got a guy like Brandon Carlson. So yeah, he has 212 blocks um, in his career, which is absolutely unbelievable. Um, and you know, he's a senior, he's a leader, he's a fifth year, he's from Utah, he knows the system. And I just think that being able to have that defensive presence is just as important as, or even more important than the offensive presence that Brandon Carlson brings to the table. Um, I just, I know that he's mostly known for his, just great shooting ability, able ability to shoot over top of the defense. But when you have that length down low at center, it's so hard for teams to to, to shoot over, uh, especially at the college level. So <clears throat> I know Brennan, he's uh, he's going to be gone after this year, but he, the things that he's done at this program have been absolutely astronomical. And I'm, I'm just so I'm so glad I'm able to 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 watch him. Uh, progress and watch him become the absolute dominant player that he's become. Um, so we're definitely going to miss him, but you know, we got some young guys too that are going to be coming in and trying to fill in those roles. And I'm excited for the future as well. Great. Thank you, Kyle. Do you have any other thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I just think that this team has a lot of potential. We we've looked really, really good um, in, in some of these games this year. Um, and I think if we can start putting that together, uh, this team can make a run. This team can contend for the Pac-12, in my opinion. Um, and we've got some we've got some tough games coming up. I know we play Oregon and Arizona, both at home, which is really nice. Um, coming up here in the next couple weeks, so I think just keep looking out for this team. Don't 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 sleep on them now because I'm telling you, down the stretch, I know Craig, Coach Craig Smith is an absolutely phenomenal coach, and I think that he's going to have these guys ready going into the Pac-12 tournament and going into the NCAA tournament to, to really make some noise and, uh, and do some things that Utah basketball hasn't done in, uh, in quite some time. So I'm really excited to see what goes down and uh, definitely, definitely excited for these, up, these upcoming big matchups against some really solid opponents. Thank you so much for your insight, Kyle. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on again. I, uh, I love coming on here and talking about Utah basketball. Thank you for listening to Home Stretch, the Daily Utah Chronicle sports podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes coming every other week and make sure to go check out Kyle's article on the Daily Utah Chronicles website.